Uh, let me tell you about Hustler Turf. If you uh, if you're looking for a new lawnmower, you're going to find one from Hustler that is unbelievable. In fact, they have their new. Uh, which one is it? Uh, the, 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 I don't know. Ask him about the new 2021. I don't remember the name of it. Um, but it is a zero turn lawnmower. It's made for your yard. It will cut the time of mowing your lawn in about half. You can, with the 104 inch lawnmower, you can cut a football field in 10 minutes. So you're going to save a lot of time. This will be the last lawnmower you ever buy because it's just built like a tank. It'll just never stop. It is a Hustler. You can get it now at HustlerTurf.com. HustlerTurf.com. Make sure you find a dealer near you. AB, compare them. Take this one out for a test drive. You're going to love it. It's Hustler at HustlerTurf.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We've got a lot to cover today. We've got uh, Nikki Haley on talking about uh, Russia, China, what keeps her up at night. Holy cow, she has a lot to say. We have that coming up for you. Clips of the uh, podcast that comes out tomorrow or is available now for Blaze TV subscribers. Uh, Also, the choice is simple. The choice, the president gave america yesterday oh and the choice isn't so simple in new york why follow the science they're not sure they should follow the science outlined by the cdc yesterday with masks oh my gosh it is a mental disorder we go there in 60 seconds the glenn beck program all right. All righty then. Let me tell you about uh, real estate agents I trust. You're going to try to sell your home. You have the best real estate agent. Make sure you have them. Make sure you have somebody who knows how to drive traffic to their website. Um, and they don't have to just advertise your home. They've just got all these people coming to their website over and over again. Uh, and that way, when your home is posted, the eyes will fall on it right away. And uh, you'll be able to sell your home fast. Make sure they have the best practices uh, in not only advertising, but also dealing with people. Make sure they have high scores from the people that have done business with them. You can find that real estate agent now at realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you, realestateagentsitrust.com. Especially if you're buying out of state, how do you know who the right real estate agent is? Well, you can call us and we'll find one in that area. If you are looking to buy or sell a home, Get the best real estate agent. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Well, I, in case you don't know, let me, uh, let me just tell you, the president said last night, the rule is simple. Get 
vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. The choice is yours. Wait, I don't think I read that right. The rule is now simple. Get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. The choice is yours. Oh, that's great. I love that. Really? You know, Mr. President, the choice has always been ours, and it will always be ours. The rule is really simple. You can find it in a little document called The Constitution. And if I may point out, I think the sequel is even better. No, I, I do. I, I, I don't know about you, Stu. And you can read the sequel. Uh, you can find it online under something called The Bill of Rights. Mm. You can read that uh, online right now. And you don't even have to read the first part. You'll understand the sequel. A lot of people it's feel great. the same way about Godfather 2, Glenn. Uh, right. I like it more than the original. <laughs> it's very rare. Yes. But yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I know. It's pretty good. I know. So uh, Dr. Angela uh, tweeted, the president's business literally is to lead this nation. He was elected to do that job and swore an oath to protect the American people, even if it means protecting us from ourselves. Doctor, I think you're wrong on that. He didn't take an oath to protect the American people. He took an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. That's what protects the American people. Whenever you say, we've got to protect the people even from ourselves. I'm pretty sure that's going to run in, run you into uh, an obstacle called the Bill of Rights. That's collectivism. And that's why the Constitution and Bill of Rights are so very important. It's also that's not his. Go ahead. It's also a, a lesson that should have been learned a long time ago in the pandemic, which is mandates don't mean anything in a lot of ways. People right. do what they, they assess the risk that they see in front of them. And they try to react based on that. And so people went into lockdown in March 2020 before the government said they needed to. People came out of lockdown in the summer before a lot of these states said they they could. And they did it because they believed that was right. People, you know, people like to put like they, they draw the the the, uh, the chart of the virus and then they put on all the mandates, like kind of mark the timelines. And it's interesting to look at. But like. If people aren't listening to the mandates, which a lot of time they're not, what, what what good does this do? We act as if the government controls everyone's lives and like we can like do these high tech experiments based on when mandates start and end. That's not what people yeah. do. They they do they they try to live their lives and assess their own risk, which by the way is the way the country should run. That's right. That is, and, this is America. And may I say, they also uh, assess the risks to their neighbors. Americans are decent people. You know, I love the fact that because I haven't gotten a vaccine, I've had COVID recently. Okay, three months ago, I had COVID. So I got the antibodies. Will I get a vaccine? I'm sure I will. Um, I don't care if you get a vaccine or don't get a vaccine. If you get a vaccine, you supposedly are not going to get coronavirus. You can't get it from somebody like me. I already have the antibodies who haven't had the vaccine. The people who don't get the vaccine are mainly a harm to themselves. 
Uh, I don't know why this is so complex. I know I wear masks when people say, you know, we'd really like you to wear a mask. Okay. It's your store. Okay. Uh, I don't agree with it, but okay. Yeah. I don't, I, I just don't understand why people just don't have faith in the American people at all. I'm at we the, have to have a big babysitter. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm at the point now where the only reason I wear a mask is the same reason I wear a shirt. It's like no one else is going to be happy around me if they see me without a shirt. So I throw a <laughs> shirt on, but I don't need to wear a shirt. I can walk around without a shirt all day and be fine, yeah. but I, I'm just doing this to please others at this point. Yeah. Uh, with, you know, the, the, the utility of the mask for us is long gone. Uh, as as COVID-19 survivors, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, now we're at the point where the CDC is saying, hey, if you're immunized, you, you don't need to be doing this at all. Hey, and, but uh, let me let me tell you mm-hmm. something. Uh, we follow this. Let me quote uh, Andrew Cuomo. Oh. Hey, <laughs> you know, we uh, always follow the science here in uh, New York. Uh, Cuomo but, hasn't uh, been in the news enough lately. I have not heard enough <laughs> from you know, and Andrew Cuomo lately. Where's our music, Sarah? Where's the music? Uh, uh, we've received newly revised guidance from the CDC regarding mask wearing and uh, social distancing for those with vaccines. But uh, <laughs> we like to review them. We're not sure it's time yet in New York. But we like to follow the science. You know what I'm saying? This is what's so frustrating, the follow the science thing. The science, right, did not change in the last two weeks. The science, the the CDC just came out with different recommendations two freaking weeks ago. And they said you couldn't do half of these things. And now they're saying uh, that you can. Now, of course, the the actual science... Was, was continuous the entire time, which it made perfect sense if you're vaccinated to go do basically whatever you want. We've said it on the air 50 times. It's there, There's no reason to be restricting your activities uh, and be worried about this at all if you've been vaccinated or honestly if you've had the virus. And yet they acted, even though the science didn't agree with this, that you still needed a mask outside, that you still needed to do all these things post-vaccination. None of this made any sense at any point. The science never was on that side. It didn't just switch in the last two weeks. It's just these government agencies have come out and given their approval to what was already true. And now we're all supposed to change our minds. That's not following the science. That's just following government authorities. You think there's a problem with government authorities? A little. What you talking about? (laughs) Am I clown to you? Is that what's happening? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hey, toots, you look pretty hot this morning. (laughs) And I mean that in a purely botanical, botanical, botanical. I mean we're just friends, (laughs) not plants. Are you commenting on her fever then? I don't understand what. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. You know, uh, it's like uh, that guy on the radio, uh, that stew guy. Uh, like he said, you know, I uh, nobody wants to see me without a shirt on. That's why I fashioned two masks into a man bra. You know what I'm saying? I'm safe and sexy. Bah. Oh, no, I'm now, you know, the Internet is going to produce Andrew Cuomo in a two mask man bra with his his pierced nipple 
Uh, yeah, all- you don't. Know, you know, I did tear a little hole. Uh, in the mask, uh, so I can put the nipples right out and let the rings swing in the wind no. like God intended. No. That's not what God intended, I promise you. <laughs> I-, <laughs> uh, I will say, if you're, a, if you are, a, you know, you happen to be a person, maybe you're working from home and. And you have a few moments today at Studios America <laughs> at Glenn Beck. Twitter's open. Be fe- feel yeah, free just, to post this Andrew yeah. Cuomo photo. It's uh, hot and sexy. You know what I'm saying? Because the chicks dig me. Ah. Uh, all right. Uh, yesterday, I spent about 90 minutes with uh, uh, Nikki Haley. Holy cow, is she great. I, I just love her. Uh, she was so strong on the Republicans. She's like, stop it. The Republicans, get a clue. You've got to step up. And here's, and I said, what's the thing that could bring us all together? She said, the Trump policies. She said they were working. We were energy independent. The world was moving towards peace. Look at what is happening China was in the, you know, uh, in a cage. And uh, look what we are now. She's she's like, we must just stand up for the Trump policies and stop being such wussies. And when I asked her, I, you know, I said, let's just talk. Let's just talk about, you know, the pipeline and the ransom that was paid and Biden saying, uh, you know, there's there's you know, it's a private industry. They can pay the ransom or not. I'm convinced that's a shark bump. Sharks, when they come up to you, if you ever happen to be swimming with sharks, which I don't recommend. But if you happen to be swimming, they're going to come up and bump you. And the reason why they bump is because they want to see if your food or not food reacts. You know, a driftwood doesn't. So. They come up and they bump you. And if they bump you and you move, they eat you. I'm convinced that the pipeline, it was not intended as a shark bump, but it is now a shark bump. And we moved. And they are going to eat us. This is, this is like um, uh, Beirut in the 1980s. What was it, 1985? And uh, the uh, uh, radicals, Palestinians, I think, went in and they blew up the marine barracks in uh, in uh, Lebanon. And all these Marines died. Reagan was the president. The advice to the president was, don't do anything. You'll only make it worse. Just move on. Well, we did. And a little young guy named Osama bin Laden watched that and went, That little band of terrorists just made the most powerful military on Earth move. We can eat them. I think that's what this pipeline was about. And the reaction of Biden, I now understand. I'll explain when we get with uh, Bill O'Reilly in about half an hour. Also, a clip of, uh, of Nikki Haley on what keeps her up at night. Holy cow. Holy cow. Now I'm going to be awake at night. I'll play that clip for you coming up in uh, just a second. First, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. Our sponsor is American Financing. 
Julie wrote in about a recent experience with American Financing. She said, my husband and I heard about American Finance from your radio show, Mr. Beck. I like that. It's unlike Bill, who just says, Beck, Mr. Beck. With the uh, low mortgage rates available, we decided to look in refining our uh, 30-year mortgage into a 15-year mortgage. We worked with Scott, who was amazing. He called and was able to get us some figures over the phone. We were hoping to get some cash out to pay off our other debt. We appreciated his support. Our rate would have been lower without the cash rate, uh, without the cash out. But Scott supported our decision and helped us get the very best rate for our situation. He was transparent throughout the entire process, always keeping us informed in the next steps and quickly getting back with us when he had questions. He not only worked well with his team, Katie and Laura, but also made us feel like it was our team. The whole process took two months. We've been recommending American financing everywhere to everyone we know. That's the kind of service you get from American financing. They work for you. So call them now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10 seconds, station ID now. All right, let me play. Uh, let me play a little Nikki Haley, eh? You know what I'm saying? Here's Nikki Haley from the podcast that is available now to Blaze subscribers, uh, and it comes out every Thursday for Blaze TV subscribers. If you're not a subscriber, wherever you get your podcast, you'll be able to hear this on Saturday. You are really going to like uh, what she has to say, and what she believes we should do, and the trouble that is being caused by Joe Biden. Here's what keeps her up at night. Listen to this. Somebody asked me what keeps you up at night. The thing that keeps me up at night is China. And the reason that China keeps me up at night is just look at this scenario that they've given us. Um, When I was at the United Nations, my first year, they were what we knew of China, which was quiet. They didn't want any public interaction. Mm-hmm. They, you know, talked to things, you know, simply no fanfare. They didn't want anything. Once President Xi made himself king, got rid of term limits, all of that changed. Overnight, they started infiltrating the UN, trying to become heads of different agencies. They started putting their fingers in countries' faces, threatening to um, saying you better vote with us or else. They just got extremely aggressive, more vocal, all of that. They are now building up their military. They have the largest naval fleet in the world. They have more air defense systems. They're modernizing their military. We're not. They continue to steal intellectual property. President Trump was right to call them out on that. It's Mm -hmm. only as good as if we follow up on Mm -hmm. it. The human rights abuses, this isn't just another human rights abuse. This is very telling. Here you have a million Muslim Uyghurs in concentration camps, making them change their name, change their religion, forcing them to drink, which is against their uh, religion, sexual abuse, physical abuse. We said that we would never again turn our eyes away from genocide. What is happening there now? It's the reason why I think we should boycott the Olympics. When China did the last Olympics, It was very much known that China saw it as their coming out party. Mm -hmm. When this Beijing Olympics happens, 
they are planning that this is going to be them showing the world that they are the new superpower of the world. And you mark my words, after that Olympics, if everything goes smooth, they're going to take Taiwan. And when they take Taiwan, it's over. It's over. So what does they, that mean? What does that mean? It's over. Because if they, so they already tried it with Hong Kong to see if anybody was going to do anything. And we didn't really do anything. If they take Taiwan, then it's, then it's not about their region anymore. Then they're going to just go start taking other places. Then you're going to start seeing them eat up other countries, even though they can't lay claim to them, they will. And that's the danger of it. You know, then you go a step further. They have, you know, invested in all of these little properties. These are frivolous infrastructure projects that they're doing. They do it in these little countries waiting for such a time as this when COVID hits run up the debt, and then they say, you yes. can't pay it back. Give us your military installation. Give yes. us your port. Give us your utility. Now you look at that yes. map, it'll send a chill up your spine. But the one that I think is the worst, President Xi started a commission years ago that he personally chairs that says any company that does business in China has to cooperate with the Chinese military. Mm-hmm. Now, think about our tech companies. Think about the health data, think about our personal data, think about our families, and think that the Chinese military has that. This played out in real time during COVID. When two American companies, 3M and Honeywell, producing PPE, China would not let them send it to us (coughs) or any other country. Instead, they bought it wholesale and said, we will only give it to countries who agree to do business with Huawei, our 5G network. That is the country we're dealing with. Okay, there's uh, enough there to keep you up uh, at night for the next decade. Did you know that about the PPEs and the the American companies that that couldn't send it to us? No, that's really bad. I mean, no. considering, especially considering they basically started this entire thing, right? Right, like that <laughs> they should have been running to try to help everyone. Uh, but they're in not every afraid. Way possible, but they don't care. Her- yeah. Yeah, her point is is that they're not they're not afraid, especially now with Joe Biden and his son in office. They're not afraid of us. And she's right. If they go into Taiwan, which I think they will do, we're not going to do anything. We wouldn't do anything under this administration. If we don't do anything, they will begin to eat. The world will be a smorgasbord for them. Not good. All right, we're going to talk about dancing with an attorney next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. And uh, let me tell you about uh, Relief Factor. David lives in Pennsylvania. He found himself suffering from regular pain in both his shoulder and his foot. He heard me talking early on about Relief Factor on the uh, program, decided I'm going to give it a shot. Sure enough, when he took it, the pain, he said, went away within a couple of weeks. Now, most people would be satisfied, but most people aren't David. About uh, a month later, he decided, you know what? I'm not sure this is what happens if I stop taking it. He said the pain in the shoulder and the foot came back. He started taking it again. This is exactly what I did. I was like, "Ah, you know, I'm not sure. Maybe I just feel better. Uh Uh-huh. David got his life back, twice actually, with Relief Factor, and so could you. Relief Factor, it's not a drug, but developed by doctors, and 70% of the people go on to uh, order more after they've tried it, because after three weeks, you're going to know. It either works or it doesn't. 
70% of the people say it works. Relieffactor.com, 800-583-84, 800-583-84. Relieffactor.com. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You get a brand new members only exclusive Glenn TV episode today. Save 10 bucks with the promo code Glenn. So I don't know if you've heard this amazing story from D.C. I'm sure you have. It's, I mean, Kevin Bacon in Footloose, the D.C. ban now on dancing at weddings well one bride said i'm not no sorry i'm dancing at my wedding and there were there were no exceptions i mean not outside not vaccinated not double mass nothing no exceptions well when i say that that's not entirely true i mean they, there were you know uh you know they, they were still going to allow uh, dancing you know uh at uh, zumba classes and uh, strip clubs, you could also dance there. So, but not at a wedding. Well, the bride had enough. She called uh, the uh, Hamilton Lincoln Law Institute and uh, got herself an attorney. And the attorney happens to be the director of the Hamilton Lincoln Law Institute. His name is Theodore Frank. Uh, Ted, welcome to the, uh, may I call you Ted or do you prefer Theodore? Uh, please. Ted is perfect. Thank you. Okay. Uh, pleasure to be here. Thank you. So, and, so tell uh, me, <laughs> go ahead. No, I, I just want to give credit to my, uh, co-counsel Adam Schulman and, and the folks at the Liberty justice center. Okay. So tell, so tell me th- this is an incredible uh, story to happen here in America. I feel like it's, I don't know. Uh, 1950 or something. Uh, tell me uh, about this. I mean, you just had this really arbitrary decision by the mayor's office. And, and we had a client who'd been vaccinated. Uh, she'd been very careful throughout the pandemic. Uh, she was sewing together masks when the CDC was still telling people don't wear masks. Uh, and and to you know she had the wedding set up she had limited the guest list to 70 to 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 meet um social distancing requirements and capacity restrictions and and to to have the rug pulled out under her just a few weeks before her wedding upset her so um i would imagine i would imagine it did and don't mess with a bride uh just a few weeks before her wedding uh so so when you guys took the case, uh, the, there was there were no exceptions. I mean, unless she was going to be in a strip club, right? <laughs> that, that's exactly right. And you know, somebody suggested to us, "Hey, why, why don't you just hold the wedding there?" But you know, <laughs> this isn't just uh, you know can, can sneak onto the dance floor and start dancing. You know, the the venue you know, doesn't want to lose its license and, 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 you know, and, and she had a contractual obligation to be uh, following the venue's COVID restrictions. So uh, the only way to get out of this is, is, is uh, to, to get the, the district of Columbia to, to remove its restrictions. It's odd that they are doing it, that they did this now. I mean, a year ago, Okay, but why now? 
Well, I, I, you know, some of it was, um, you know, D.C. had completely shut down. So the, there, there weren't any venues until a few months ago. And but what we've learned over the last year is, is that our public health bureaucracy doesn't really know what they're doing. And they just come up with arbitrary restrictions uh, you think? Yeah. That, that, that don't make sense. And, you know, we, we've had all the, this uh, hygiene theater uh, about closing playgrounds down, even though outdoors is exactly where you want to be during a pandemic. Um, right. and, and this is all very counterproductive to, to sort of say it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated. Uh, you know, you, you want to encourage people to be vaccinated. That's how we get rid of this thing. And, and, and to say, oh, it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated. It doesn't matter if your guests are vaccinated. We still have to pretend like, uh, like you, you, the, the, a vaccinated bride and a vaccinated groom are going to spread cooties. And it, it, right. it, it, it's just dumbfounding. And, and so, so uh, I, I, we were very, we're very privileged to, to get to bring this, this litigation, and, and we hope that uh, just the threat of litigation gets D.C. to back down. Okay, so they already have backed down. They've made a they've they've given a press conference and said we're you know the things are changing. We're not going to do that. Um, but that's that's really probably not good enough, is it? That's the problem, right? They've they've given the press conference. Uh, we're we're looking for better written assurances. Um, they it, we'll, we'll see what DC does. We're ready to to file the motion for an injunction if uh, D.C. Does, isn't consistent with the press conference. Of course, you know, a press conference isn't legally binding. You can't take a press conference to the venue. But given that even the CDC uh, has just opened things up really dramatically uh, yeah. in, in the last week, uh, in the last 24 hours, uh, we, we expect D.C. to, to, to keep its word um, and... Um, the embarrassment uh, of, of, of just a really insane regulation, I, I, I think, uh, and getting called out on it has, has, has gotten them to back down. So, Ted, I, I've, I'm, I, used to, I used to believe in a lot of things, including the rule of law here, um, but I'm, I'm not so sure anymore. What are the ramifications to the rest of us if this case is lost? Oh, we're not going to lose. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it, to the extent that uh, government can impose arbitrary restrictions uh, on, on, on speech, that's obviously very, very bad. Uh, but so what is uh, it? What are the if you say we're not going to you're not going to lose? What are the ramifications for the rest of us when you win? Well, I, 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 I think it's, it's, it's this is pretty straightforward black letter law that you can't have these sorts of that, that dancing is, is a component of expressive speech and, and you can't have speech restrictions when when there are there are less restrictive alternatives available um, and that that accomplish the same goals. And so we, we have we're, we're very confident that D.C. will either back down or that we will win in court. Uh, we're very confident that, that Margaret will get to dance at her wedding. Uh, 
and uh, and it's a good thing when 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 courts are in, enforcing the Bill of Rights. I have to tell you, I'm 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 glad that she is, uh, you know, uh, just for political purposes. I'm glad she's not an anti-vaxxer and, you know, all of those things, because it would have been lost uh, with all of that. I'm glad she was somebody that was sewing masks to double up on the mask and following all the rules uh, and, uh, you know. And now is standing up against the insanity that is affecting all of us. Thank you so much, Ted. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us on the show. You bet. Bye-bye. It's nuts. Nuts. Did you read the, did you see the tweet from President Biden last night? The one where he just said, <laughs> no, you know, I mean, the, the one thing you knew about uh, President Trump was he was in charge of his Twitter. Yeah. You know, he, he was he was doing that quite clear. Um, yeah. But what is uh, what's really not clear is who is tweeting for him. So I, I think this was to some 20 something that just said, oh, the rule is is now simple. Get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. The choice is yours. We're going to come house to house and get you. I mean, I think this was some 20-year-old that was, you know, in charge of his Twitter feed last night. I I couldn't believe the arrogance. Couldn't believe the arrogance. So many things that are are infuriating about it. Obviously, like... As we pointed out earlier, this is the United States of America. You don't the the, the president has no constitutional power whatsoever to make rules that would apply to us in this manner. Uh, so even if you want to say, well, then the states should apply his guidance into laws. Well, then it still wouldn't be the president of the United States doing this. But beyond all of that, like he acts as if, come on, guys, this is easy. What the hell are you talking about? You had different guidance two weeks ago. You guys have changed your opinion on this 500,000 times. It's not easy at all. People, I, yeah. can't you understand why people would be totally uh, out so why in do the you think they, dark on this? Why do you think they changed it? I, th- I mean, because literally mm-hmm. uh, just a couple of weeks, we've been saying this since the vaccine was out. Yeah. Believe you should just tell everybody. Yeah. yeah. Get a vaccine and go back to work. Take the mask off. Yep. And they didn't and didn't and didn't and didn't. Uh, you know, Fauci was like, maybe next Mother's Day we'll be able to, you know, kiss mom through the mask and maybe only one plate of glass. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> and now all of a sudden the CDC is like, nope, you're good. You know, Go ahead, take it, the mask off. I don't know what the reasoning is. I mean, obviously, eventually this had to happen, right? Uh, you know, there's people who've been saying for a while that like, oh, they're never going to re- remove these restrictions. I mean, I don't think that was ever real. And I think that it, this is giving Biden being president gives blue states the opportunity to take these restrictions off because before they couldn't admit that Trump had any success or, or anything was positive. So now that Biden's president, they can now take the masks off and claim like, oh, finally, Biden's here to save the day. I do think that like there has been over the past couple of weeks seemingly legitimate pushback from media members questioning them and hammering them on this point and it was we've been doing it forever and they never listened when the media and i think it's because the media they those people in the media are now vaccinated and they want to go back to doing uh you know what they want to do i don't think anybody i don't think anybody at cnn did 
I mean, they, Sanjay Gupta was like I'm practically in tears last night. <laughs> and it's our national nightmare. I mean, can we take the mask off? Should we take the mask off? I I can't wait to take the mask off, but I'm not sure if we can take. I the know. Mask Pete, off. They're, they're, there's all sorts of goblins in these people's heads about about oh whether they can gosh. take it off. But I think like they don't want to be the victim of uh, of a shaming online when they're seen outside without a mask on. And so they want to be able, they have to be told, they've been told, telling you the entire time you have to listen to science, it's so easy, just listen to what the government says. So they need the government to say that it's okay, even though they all know it's okay. They need the government to tell them that they can, their lives can go on as normal, unlike a lot of people in red states who say, you know what, look, we've looked at this, we've, under, we've understood this a lot better than we did in March 2020. And we understand now, look at, look at the science. It clearly states that once you're vaccinated, you are in really good shape to go out with almost no risk whatsoever. So people are doing it and they're doing it all over the place. And the media, I think, knows. They know this is nonsense. And the CDC is being way too careful for God knows what reason. They've admitted more or less that it's because they don't want to change the culture yet. They don't. They want mask culture to continue. It's why Kamala Harris is posting pictures of herself mm-hmm. on a Zoom call with a mask on. Uh, and you know, look, I I think they all know, just like we all know, that this is craziness. Uh, and finally, they're admitting it. I don't know if it's the pressure. There have been there have been actual interviews of people pushing back on them on this. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's just complete embarrassment. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the American people have shamed them I don't even know what. I honestly don't even know why I asked you. I'm sorry. I I asked a known grandmother killer uh, for his advice (laughs) on masks. Uh, Back in a minute. All right. uh, Let me tell you about, speaking of grandmother killers, um, if you have a mother, if you have a grandmother, you should know if they're still alive. This is the time to get them Chamonix. Chamonix has extended their Mother's Day sale. uh, The best skin products uh, available on the market. And they had a great Mother's Day special going on. They're like, you know what? Mothers deserve more than a day. They're getting an extra week. Uh, If you have to, uh, maybe you're a little bit late on the present. But maybe if you just want to, I don't know, give your mom a present outside of Mother's Day. Any mom in your life. Anyone in your life. Uh, make sure to get them Chamonix skincare products. My mom uses them. She loves them. And you can now get the classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness. Uh, you'll get the jawline treatment, the Zotique deep correcting serum, absolutely free. And as an additional after Mother's Day gift, they're going to give you the legendary GenuCell anti-wrinkle treatment and moisturizer, also free. Three free gifts when you order today. You can still treat that special mother in your life with the, with the greatest skincare that money can buy. And you will see results in 12 hours or your money back. So what are you risking here? Go to GenuCell.com or call 800-577-8709. 800-577-8709. They have free priority shipping going on today. Don't miss out on this deal. Three free gifts with your GenuCell order today. Uh Go uh, give them a call or click now. Shamani uh, has it going on for you at genucell.com, 800-577-8709 or G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Friday. Bill O'Reilly's coming up in just a second. A lot to talk to him about. Uh, I, uh, I wanted to give you an update on the uh, chicken shortage that we now have. Uh, Tyson Foods has come out and uh, explained the chicken shortage. Uh, apparently, the roosters 
are not doing their job. I am not making this up. The reason why America has a chicken shortage is because I I don't know if it was, you know, a, a diversity program where they decided, hey, you know, some gay roosters need to be in here or, mm-hmm. you know, some non-binary roosters. I don't know what it is, but the roosters, according to Tyson Foods, have not been doing their jobs. Interesting. They're just not it. I mean, what is it? Is it a is it an appearance thing? Is it? Do we know what the what the reasoning I don't is? Know. It's odd. Nope. I mean, bigger breasts than ever. You'd think maybe they, they'd be well interesting. Maybe. They said that they're changing out the roosters uh, because we made a bad decision uh, on roosters. <laughs> Bad decision on roosters. I've never, (laughs) never in my life have I heard that. What kind of rooster is like, no, I'm really not interested right now, okay? I'm just not interested. You know, fertilize your own eggs. You know, maybe respect their way of life, Glenn, a little bit. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, we're very diverse. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It's Friday, which means Bill O'Reilly is coming up next. The Glenn Beck Program. It's right, my friend. Bill O'Reilly. Megan uh, lives in California. She's a listener of ours. She's in her mid-30s. Horrible car accident. Left her with shooting pains down her uh, neck and back. Got to be so bad that she was going to an, a chiropractor and an acupuncturist six times a week. She heard about Relief Factor. She decided to give it a try. Within two days, within two days, she said her pain began to subside. Within a few weeks, she was back to normal. No more trips to the chiropractor. No more trips to the acupuncturist. Megan considers her discovery of Relief Factor to be nothing short of a miracle. And it shows in her life. Megan, I have not been where you have been, but I've been in really bad pain. And living with pain like that is not something that you can handle for very long. I am so glad that you tried Relief Factor. I'm glad it worked for you. She has her life back. It works on inflammation. And I know. Well, maybe I don't know. I, I mean, for me, I've always thought, uh-huh, inflammation, ibuprofen, I'm going to take that. Because it does nothing for me. That's why I didn't think this would work. But it does. Ask me, ask Megan. Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. Try it for three weeks. It's either going to work for you or not in the first three weeks. So try it. Three-week quick start, 1999. ReliefFactor.com. 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's ReliefFactor.com. Oh, yeah. We're just going to let Bill O'Reilly, you know, Bill, you be you, boo. And and we're glad to have you on a Friday. Tell me what you think the biggest story of the week was. Uh, The pipeline, uh, colonial panic, all of that. That was the because That is a harbinger. Word of the day, Stu. Of what is to come. What is to come. You know, we always get tipped off in life, not just in the news, but in personal um, situations as well. And, and many of us, including me, uh, ignore warnings. And don't do that 
by the way, in any kind of medical thing. If you see something that's not right and you know your own body, you go to the doctor right away, all right, you know, because that kind of thing gets out of control. But in uh, America, we had a warning in Texas where you guys lived in the winter, right? Now we have a warning in the east, uh, southeast of the United States, gas, this, that, and the other thing. This is going to be serious, I think, because what the Biden administration has decided is that they are going to destroy, and I use that word literally, the fossil fuel industry in this country. All right, that's what they're going to do because of climate change. Now, we did heavy research on BillOReilly.com this week about China, and China is building coal plants. Uh, China pollutes the air more than any other Western uh, industrial nation combined. Combined, Beck. And China's not going to stop doing that. They're going to do it. Biden's not going to convince them not to do it. So while the Biden administration wants to harm the energy industry in the USA, Ultimately, it's not going to do any good because China is going to pollute the hell out of the planet no matter what. Sure. So they're well, they're going to stop in 2050. Going. They're going to stop in 2050. Um, okay, so I agree with you, but I think there are three things, and I would like to get your opinion on each of them. The first thing is you, the first point on this colonial pipeline deal. You've already said you're absolutely right. We are destroying the infrastructure, and this is only the beginning. Two, I don't I think this was an unintentional shark bump. Uh, You know what a shark bump is. Uh, Sharks bump into you, see if you're food and if you move, uh, they eat you. And I think this was uh, a shark bump that has told all of the sharks in the world. Holy cow, America will move. And the the fact that this company paid the ransom, the United States government said this is a private thing uh, and, you know, they can pay the ransom or not. It's up to them. And they did nothing about it, I think, was a signal to all of the the sharks, all of the uh, leaders of uh, around the world that hate our guts, all of the cyber terrorists. Get them. We can get them and they'll do nothing. Your thoughts on that point number two. All right. So there is a little known law that was passed after 9-11. And the anacronym for the law is AUMF. A-U-M-F. It allows the president of the United States to publicly or privately designate a group as a terrorist outfit. Okay, so the hackers here are dark something. I forget what dark what. Yeah, yeah. What was it, Stu? I can't remember now. Dark something. Yes. Dark chocolate. Dark. (laughs) No, it was. uh, I'll I'll think of it. I'll think of it. All right. So they identified dark side. (laughs) Dark side. Dark side. As they they identified themselves as a foreign, as a foreign group that attacked the USA in a security way because national security depends on energy. So all Biden had to do, if you could wake him up, which Mm -hmm. is not easy, is designate this dark crew 
as terrorists. All right, officially. Now, I didn't well, have to publicly, you could do it privately. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, once that happens, the dark crew can be droned. You can blow them up. Or you can send in Delta Force or any of our special forces to shoot them in the head, which is what they did to Osama bin Laden. Right. Okay? So that's how you solve this problem, Beck. And, of course, the companies themselves should be upgrading their security mechanisms. But this right. is not a hard problem. We have a mechanism for this. Now, once the dark crew gets evaporated, I think that might stop some of this hacking. So say you. do you think that we are doing that just silently? And if not, why? I do not think we're doing this because I don't think Biden even knows this is available. And people go, Somebody oh, does. you're so unfair. You're... I gave Biden a chance. I told him, all my uh, listeners, the millions and millions of people who follow me, I'm going to give him a chance. All right? Well, I'll tell you what. This guy's a disaster. And okay, I before we go in, bef- around. Okay, before we go any further onto other topics of disaster, because we've got them, um, do you agree that this will be interpreted by all of the cyber criminals, all of the sharks in the world that are after us. We're going to see more of this now because of the way we reacted. Whenever you give in to terrorists. Yeah. Okay. They are emboldened. Right. Okay. So, yeah, the third, the third point I have first one is green new deal. It's only going to get worse. All right. Second one is shark bump. It's only going to get worse. And the third one uh, struck me this morning when I saw why the company stopped the flow of oil. It's not that they couldn't get the pipeline to work. It was because they couldn't bill anyone. They wouldn't they wouldn't know who to bill, what to bill them for, et cetera, et cetera. Now, that is perfectly reasonable when you are dealing with enough oil to collapse your company. You know, you can't just send all the gas out for free. Um, However, when I saw that story and the way it was written, the the left is going to use this and say this was all caused because they worried about profit. That's why we need to nationalize this infrastructure. Agree or disagree? I don't think the left is going to get involved with this. This is not what they want to do. They're, they're more interested in the mass thing that you guys were talking about. That's why you want to get into that. But I don't think they're, they're not going to get into that. Right now, the progressive left has a president that they can manipulate in any way they want to manipulate. Okay? They have him. And, but the problem with that is that his administration is going south so fast. Once people are paying a buck a gallon more for gas, they notice. They notice. So, I mean, Bill, the progressive in, left, go ahead. In in my lifetime, Jimmy Carter stood alone. Jimmy Carter is now wiping the sweat from his brow, going, "Oh, finally, I'm not the worst president of everybody's lifetime." Uh, I've That's never seen a country fall apart faster in almost every sector 
then we are falling falling apart right now. Would you agree? He's okay, got fires on wanna... every front. That's true, but they're little fires now. Let's it, it, in two months we'll see. But you, you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, Biden went down to see Jimmy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, not many people know this, but Biden's first question was, "Hey, can you give me some advice on how I can wreck the economy quicker?" You did it so well, but I want to accelerate it. Um, so you got anything that you can tell me? Um, because look, It's unbelievable. And the only Biden, time I ever saw him without a mask in the last year was with a really old guy and his wife. I mean, he's like, what are you doing? It's so bizarre. Okay, so next big story. You can pick yeah. or I'll, I'll pick. Which do you think was the next biggest story? Well, you're smarter than me. You pick, Beck. I think uh, I think it would have to be Israel uh, and the Middle East falling apart. Okay. Your thoughts on that? So, yeah, yeah, of course. So when Trump was president, he had deals. That's what Trump does. Mm. And he makes deals. And the deals that he had were basically you don't cause trouble. Saudi Arabia, Israel, whatever country, Egypt, you don't cause trouble, and the United States will give you stuff. All right, it's almost like the uh, Green New Deal or whatever. And, it, and that worked. The, he couldn't control Iran, and that, Trump, that drove Trump crazy. He couldn't get them into his orbit. Right. So Trump leaves and Biden comes in. Everybody knows Biden is diminished. Every foreign intelligence agency knows it. Every foreign leader knows it. They breathe a sigh of relief. You got the strong man Trump out. You got the weak man Biden in. So right away in Israel, the homesteading thing pops up. It hadn't popped up for four years, but boom, right away. Three months after the inauguration, it's the same story I've been going on for 40 years. The Israelis want settlements for their people. The Palestinians don't want the intrusion. They're not going to work it out. And Iran steps in, arming Hamas, shoot the rockets, because Biden doesn't know what he's doing, and nobody's going to hurt us when we do it. That is the they- story. Who do they think is running the country? They know he's out of control. I don't think he's he's not the guy getting up and saying, "Okay, here's what we're going to do today. He's the guy getting up and they say, Mr. President, here's what you need to do today. And don't answer these questions from the press. So who's who do who do the the leaders of the world think is actually running this country (laughs) and who is actually running the country? Yeah, there are two people inside the White House that have more power than anyone else. So that's the equation. Ron Klain, chief of staff, Susan Rice, top domestic advisor. Now, I don't know if Biden listens to his secretary of state or secretary of defense. I'm not privy to that information. I don't know. But I do know that Klain and Rice are doing exactly what you just said. Mr. President, here's what we're going to do today. Here's how Mm -hmm. we present this. They're very respectful to him. They're not pushing him around, but he's not all that interested. 
you look at his daily schedule, and we give it out every night on the No Spin News on BillOReilly.com, there's one or two things. That's all that's on a schedule every single day. Mm. All right, back with Bill O'Reilly. We've got a couple of other really big uh, stories. Inflation, uh, masks, the, the former uh, military, the flag officers and their letter and their warning to America this week. More with Bill O'Reilly in uh, just a second. And by the way, before I go into this commercial break, Bill, I understand your book is number one. Thanks to you, Beck. Thanks to you, because you actually read it and liked it. When Americans heard that Glenn Beck read the whole book. Shut up. It, <laughs> shut up. What? Yeah, plot. shut up. Yeah. That's what happened. That's it. Uh, all right. Yeah, number one, Bill O'Reilly killing the mob. More in just a second. First, let me tell you about our commercial sponsor this half hour. It is Hustler Turf. There is something incredibly satisfying about mowing a lawn with a Hustler Turf zero-turn lawnmower. It's a feeling of power just roaring beneath you like a bull about to charge. Uh, it's maneuverability. Uh, it, it is such a joy to mow your lawn. I mean, it really is. This thing is built. You know you have purchased something that you're not going to have to replace. Probably it'll, it'll be the last lawnmower, I mean, until the new green deal comes in. Uh, it'll be the last lawnmower that you buy in your life. It really will. It, it is just so great. And there's something to me that when you buy something of quality that you know is built to last, it makes me very, very happy. Right now, the latest and greatest from Hustler Turf is their new 2021 Raptor series. It's built for homeowners with less than three acres. Remember, with the 104-inch uh, 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 deck on a Hustler Turf, you can cut a football field. No kidding. You can cut it in 10 minutes. <laughs> that, these things just rock. This one is made for your home. If you have less than three acres, this is the one you want to see. It's great. It's the 2021 Raptor Series. You can get it now at HustlerTurf.com. Find a showroom near you. Find a dealership. Take one for a test drive. It's HustlerTurf.com. There should be one close by you. It's HustlerTurf.com. Ten seconds. Station ID. So, Bill, you know, I read the um, uh, the flag officers letters uh, to the American people. And then I talked to one of the co-signers, uh, uh, Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin, who I'm sure, you know, uh, and I spoke to him for about an hour uh, a couple of days ago on the air. And I think the next biggest story is what those flag officers said in that letter that we are under attack and will lose the republic unless Americans stand up and fight this Marxism, this communism that is being spread throughout the world, but especially in our country, by our own leaders. Your thoughts on that letter? Well, I think they're right in the sense that there is, for the first time since the 1950s, um, traction for the socialists in America. And that is because the corporate media is so corrupt 
that it enables these people to run wild and just lie to the American public about race. That's the spear point. Race is the spear point um, because people of color are much poorer than whites. We have to change the capitalistic system um, and we have to have equity and we have to have guaranteed outcomes, which, of course, is what socialism and communism and Marxism is. All right. Everybody's the same. So this is traction. These generals understand that. I don't know how much they understand of it, but they understand that the corporate media is not standing up to that, is encouraging mm-hmm. it in, in many areas. And this is dangerous because people are easily led. You, if you know history, you know the Russian people were deceived by uh, the communists, the Nazis deceived the German people. Mussolini deceived the Italian people. Mao Zedong deceived the Chinese people. It's all about deception. And when you have a corporate media, and we're talking AT&T, CNN, we're talking Comcast, NBC, we're talking Disney, ABC, those are powerful, powerful corporations. When they are absolutely allowing this dishonest propaganda to saturate the country, you got a problem. So we have about a minute, less than a minute for you to answer this question. Um, do you think that they are getting away with it as things continue to mount in the bad news category from the policies? Aren't people starting to wake up and go, uh, you know, this isn't too good? Yes. The answer to that is yes. If there is economic pain between now and the midterm elections, it is That's all good. over for the progressive movement. Okay? So that is it. That's what's coming. That's what people okay. will respond to. All right. Back in just a second with uh, Bill O'Reilly, the masks and the edict that the president issued last night, inflation, and so much more with Bill O'Reilly. Oh, by the way, Dave Rubin coming up next hour. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about LifeLock. Geez, I, I wish the uh, Colonial Pipeline had something like LifeLock, don't you? Maybe they could have gotten their, their specialists on it. Uh, instead, I, I guess they look to Microsoft to solve their problems. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, to be protected by the United States government, which is oh so effective right now. Putin said it best, we're in uh, a war, we're fighting it right now, and this war, World War III, he said, is a war of ones and zeros. This will affect all of us, and don't think that they're just going for the big guys. They are going to destroy all of us. They want, the cyber criminals want what you have, and by the way, they deserve it, so take it. LifeLock will help detect a wide range of identity threats. If they detect your information has been compromised because nobody can watch it all, they will send you an alert and give you access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. Save now 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com with the promo code BECK. LifeLock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. All right, it's the number one book in America, Killing the Mob, available from Bill O'Reilly. We have more from Bill in just a moment. Make sure to subscribe to BillOReilly.com.
the next big story I want to talk to Bill O'Reilly about was a story that kind of broke yesterday. CDC changed its mind on the science and now said, hey, you get a vaccination, you can drop the mask. Uh, then President Biden uh, tweeted out the dictated, the choice is simple, wear a mask or get vaccinated, uh, <laughs> which I thought was a little uh, Mussolini-like, but maybe that's just me. Um, and now I think this story is going to turn into uh, a revealing of those who found the masks as a religion or, a, or, or use the masks as a positioning statement. And if you didn't wear a mask, it was a sign of a little yellow star. And uh, you not wearing a mask? Well, they could side-eye you. They could immediately say, oh, well, that's a crazy conservative. Now, they take off the mask. What does that say about them? Bill, your comments on the mask situation with the CDC. Well, it's all about power. uh, And it is interesting to see how Americans respond to that. So... Republican traditional Americans want smaller government. They want more self-reliance, personal self-reliance, and they want to run their show in the districts in which they live, right? Okay. So you couldn't do that with COVID because the massive amount of money that was needed to treat people with the disease dictated that the state and the feds had to take all that over. And Republican traditional people did not like that. So you always got to know where it starts. Now, in my state, New York, Governor Cuomo tried to portray himself as the savior of lives because he knew what was best for everybody. Mm-hmm. That collapsed because he made that tremendous mistake by ordering COVID-infected people to go into nursing homes, which, when you look at it, was probably one of the dumbest political mistakes in history. Oh, my gosh. So his credibility, his credibility was crushed. Newsom did the same thing in California. What these guys did was they wanted to set themselves up as the COVID dictators. Uh Uh-huh. Now, Trump didn't buy into that because Trump knew that his base didn't like this. They didn't want to be under a COVID dictator. All right. So Trump went the other way and had a laissez-faire attitude about the masks, even when he got COVID himself. So that set up the battle. Now where we are is, thanks to Trump, and then I know this personally, thanks to Trump, because he paid the pharmaceutical company so much government money to get this vaccine, all right? The vaccine has pretty much neutralized the pandemic. So now the question becomes, how do we live? Well, I'm vaxxed, and I'm not going to wear the mask. I'm not. But I'm also not going to go into groups of people that I don't know. I might go to a game. And if I go to the game, I'm going to bring the mask with me just in case somebody with leprosy sits next to me. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. 
I mean, it is so. But but you are living in New York, where Andrew Cuomo has been preaching follow the science, and then CDC came out and said you can stop wearing the mask. And he said yesterday, "Well, we're going to talk about that. We're not so sure. We're ready to do that yet." Yeah, I mean, where's the follow the science? There isn't any follow. There never was. I know. There never was. I know that. Follow the science. I know that because the. Here's why there never was any follow the science. Anthony, Anthony Fauci's a science, and every day he changes his mind. Every day. Mm-hmm. It depends what show he's on. All right? I know. So if he's on mm-hmm. Family Feud, he's saying something different than if he's on with Oprah. All right? So he's the science. This is the guy. It's not like we're all sitting in a classroom and, well, you know, here it is. No, it's Anthony Fauci. That, that's who the corporate media selected to be the science <laughs> and, and, and every day it changes i mean that's how crazy this is so all right i, I, I want to people all the time go ahead go ahead i say to people all the time i got vaccinated to protect my family to protect myself so i don't get sick and i can be effective in helping other people that was my decision i didn't have any um, side effects, and if you're asking my advice, I, I say get vaccinated. But I think this thing is going to be over in two months, and everybody will be pretty much back to normal. All right, I want to spend 60 seconds and no longer on this. Um, the two th- things that came out of New York City. Andrew Yang, who is running for um, mayor of New York City, is, is you know far, far left. But he's at least a, a, an understandable guy. He's not a he's not a communist. Um, he said in a tweet, um, uh, bah, 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 the people of New York City will always stand with our brothers and sisters in Israel who face down terrorism and persevere. He was hammered by the left in New York. There's one other story. He's running. He's running against a guy. He's running against a guy. Who, when when asked about what's the median home price in Brooklyn, he said, "I think it's about a hundred thousand, maybe less, maybe a little more." Yeah, it's a little more. It's the average. The median price is nine hundred thousand. So the guy is completely out of touch. Who's who's going to win? <laughs> who's going to win? Uh, I think I'm going to uh, I'm going to win on a write in. I think I'm going to take it. And <laughs> uh, now that killing the mob is number one, my, my status is really up. So I'm right. telling everybody yeah. right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. I'll be there. Look, I'll, I could clean that city up. I could. All right. I because I would ignore <laughs> the city council. Um, they wouldn't even be allowed to talk to me. I'd sit down with the cops and I'd sit down with the unions and I'd say, here's what's going to happen. Um, but I would also, I'd get their input. But people around the country have no idea what a disaster New York City is. Oh, I mean, I was born born in Manhattan, and I was raised in Levittown, as you guys know. And I know this city as well as any human being on the earth. My jaw drops. I think think we're in Managua, Nicaragua up here. Mm -hmm. That's how chaotic this city is. And they walk around, these politicians walk around going, 
well, you know, I don't really see a problem here. Meanwhile, there are rats the size of Godzilla, you know, walking into pizza <laughs> parties. All right. All right. Okay. Let me just get your quick thoughts on a couple of other stories. Yeah. Uh, Lynn Cheney. I think this has been a massive distraction. They have a right to vote in or out whoever they want as leadership, but uh, they've the Republicans are going to lose if they make this one way or another about Donald Trump. They've got to shut up and talk about the things that people are talking about and that is the repeal of all of his policies that are destroying us well liz cheney hates trump and that has led to her hurting herself she's not going to win re-election a while she's not going to win um and we got it liz you know we got it you don't like them Okay, we understand uh, the first vote in February, uh, Republicans in the House did not take any action against her. They voted not to. But every single day, every way, you just got to bring him back. I mean, it's the same. So that's why she got hurt. Um, and you're absolutely right. If the Republican Party wants to uh, assume power in this country, it has to stop with the cult of Trump and talk about his policies, not him, not him, what he did, what he accomplished, how the country was better under those policies than this Biden stuff. It's not that complicated. Americans will get that. But if it's still going to be Trump, 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 tweet, 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 then the Republicans are going to hurt themselves. All right. One last thing. A big story was um, the rate of inflation uh, that came out. Uh, We are now at four point two percent inflation rate, which is double the Fed's uh, rate. Uh, However, if you look at the the uh, producer price index, which is the it, it is a leading indicator of the inflation to come. It's what people who are building cars have to pay for plastic and steel and chips and everything else. Yeah. And then, then they have to pass that on to the consumer. That PPI is now running at 22% inflation. What, uh, yeah. what number of inflation do you think it has to hit before people say, okay, enough? Well, we're almost there now. Because once you raise the price of gasoline that fast and that hard, that means all the trucks have to pay, you know, all the gas prices. And as you just said, they pass it on to the consumer. Trucks are, they move everything, everything. So you want to have supper, you're going to pay more for your supper. I will announce so, that I'm not raising the price of killing the mob. That's going to scare Okay, good, good, good. Very, but is very this, expensive. It, it, yeah. Isn't this, uh, will America say enough of these policies or have we trained enough Americans to say, I'd like more, please? I, I think Americans are going to throw out the progressives in the 220, 2022 election. I, I, I believe they will. Now, are, are states like California and New York going to be sane again? No. Because their grip on power in those places is much more intense than it is in most other parts of America. 
But right. even in California, Newsom may survive, but he's about 45 percent of people are going to vote to boot him out. And Cuomo's not going to be able to run again in New York. So people are wising up. It takes a long time because they are addicted to the devices and they're being misled by the corporate media, as we've talked about. Bill O'Reilly, the number one book in America on its uh, first week of release. Bill O'Reilly, Killing the Mob. It's available everywhere, and it is a fantastic, can't-put-it-down sort of read. Bill, thank you so much. All right, Beck, I just want to say one more thing, that I really appreciate everybody uh, listening to us every week. It's a lot of fun to do this. And if it weren't for Beck, I don't think I would be number one on the New York Times list. And I, I'm no, saying that... Stop it. Truthfully. No, I'm saying it well, truthfully. That's... I watched when we did that Tuesday thing on the mob, okay? The thing spiked on Amazon. It just went boom. And you know what the best part is? We beat Oprah. We beat Oprah. <laughs> you and me. Beat her. I love it. I love it. Bill, thank you so much. God bless. All right. Have me. You bet. Hmm. And if you, uh, you both beat her together, I guess, is he, uh, he's cutting you in on the royalties then? Is that how yeah, does that no, I don't, exactly? I don't think so. Yeah. One of the things you learn when you have a dog is just how much of a give and take relationship it really is. Uh, and they give much more than, than we do, I think. I think we're on the taking end of uh, many times with our dogs. I mean, if you have a really nasty dog, you're probably on the, uh, you're probably on the uh, plus side there. My dog is just so great, has, you know, keeps us safe, uh, keeps us happy is when, when there's problems in, you know, with the troubles that we've had in the last year, you know, he comes up and he's just our best friend and consoles us. We want to take care of him. We started uh, feeding him, uh, putting minerals and vitamins and probiotics, things that he needs to be healthy on his food about a year ago. It's called Rough Greens. I I hoped that it would just make him want to eat his food because we had a hard time getting him to eat. Not only has it done that, it has changed him. I was shocked at how much my dog has changed. He gets up. He was up this morning with me at, you know, five o'clock in the morning, wagging his tail, looking at me like, hey, hey. Uh, I mean, he's always got the ball in his mouth like he's a three-year-old dog. He's a nine-year-old German Shepherd. And he is running around like he's a kid. Rough Greens. Go to roughgreens.com. Rough Greens. R-U-F-F. Greens.com slash Beck. They want to make sure your dog likes it as much as Uno does. So they're going to send you a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out. Just a little trial bag. You just pay for shipping. Uh, And you put it on your dog's food. If they eat it, go and order a, a real bag of Rough Greens. Your dog, if they eat it, You'll see the change month after month after month. You really will. 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. We have Dave Rubin in studio. Uh, I'm excited to, uh, excited to talk to Dave coming up in about five minutes, especially since he's coming out of the... Uh, the uh, socialist state of California, uh, where, uh, I mean, he's he's been talking about the difference between masks uh, and the difference of attitude between California, New York, and the rest of the country. And it's the first time he came out to uh, New York, first time he was allowed to leave California, 
he couldn't believe it. It was it was like he had been living in a spacesuit for a year. It's it's really bizarre. I was talking to Nikki Haley, by the way. You got to listen to the Nikki Haley uh, podcast. Holy cow! Will your eyes be opened? Um, Nikki Haley, the podcast. It's available now if you're a Blaze subscriber at blazetv.com/glen, uh, or you can find it on YouTube on uh, Glenn Beck's YouTube channel, youtube.com/glenbeck. Um, but uh, we are we are a country, as she said yesterday. I think this was in the podcast. She said, "I've been traveling the country," and she said, "It's it's 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 two different planets." Texas and California, two entirely different planets. We're not even the same country anymore. We'll talk to Dave Rubin about that next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. (laughs) Oh, Oh, Dave Rubin is in studio with us, and there couldn't be a better week for him to come by to comment on the insanity that is California. We begin there in 60 seconds. Dave Rubin joins us. It's Friday. The Glenn Beck Program. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let me tell you quickly about uh, Car Shield. Look, you know that people are paying now $5,000. They're willing to pay $5,000 more for a car just to be able to get the car. And that is because uh, there's a shortage of cars. And the, the Ford just came out and said they're not going to be able to fulfill the line this, uh, this quarter because of the shortage of uh, uh, silicon and the chips that go into the car. Okay, that's good. So that's driving the price of cars up. People are already paying five grand extra just to, uh, just to get the car. What do you think is going to happen when your car breaks down and it's a chip? What do you think that's going to cost? I know what they cost now, and I don't want a chip to go wrong in my car if it's not covered. You need coverage. Now, if your car is out of warranty, look, what's going to happen is they will total your car, and then you'll have to go out and buy a replacement. And how much is your car worth? Have you noticed the price uh, uh, that they're giving you when you when you try to trade your car in? So what is it going to cost you? What are they going to give you for that car? It's so much better to be covered with Car Shield and just let them pay the price of the repair, especially with the chips. You will save money. It's an insurance policy against, honestly, against this runaway inflation. It's carshield.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 10% now. Carshield.com. Promo code BECK. A deductible may apply. Call them now. Mr. Dave Rubin from the Rubin Report and the author of Don't Burn This Book. Welcome to the program, Dave. How are you? I'm good. It's good to see you guys. It's good to be here in the free state of Texas, in the free city of Dallas. When are you just going to pull the trigger and come to paradise? Glenn, you know... I'm a glutton for punishment. I lasted in the left for a long time. I was part of the machine and I have a high tolerance for insanity. And I think that that has kept me there. (laughs) That has kept me there longer than I should be. I mean, trust me, every piece of me wants to move at this. Look, there's two reasons. Basically, you, you stay in L.A. One, obviously, is the weather. And then the previous piece in Los Angeles in SoCal was that Hollywood and the biz, the business 
that we're all mm. sort of ancillarily in if you're in politics yes. and media. That yes. was there. Well, that has completely collapsed. Now, the weather is still nice, uh, yeah. but it's not enough. And I'm trying to figure out what to do. But, you know, like you, I, I own a couple of businesses and it's not just me picking up and leaving tomorrow. No, it, I know, it, I know. it takes a lot of different things. So we're talking about it because it's depressing there. It's depressing. It's sort of, it's not as bad as New York City. I heard you and Bill O'Reilly a few minutes ago and New York City is just beyond. It's dystopian at this point. But LA has some level of zombie apocalypse to it. In five years, if they continue down this path, it really could be escape from New York. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I was in, I I lived for most of my adult life in Manhattan. So I, as uh, Bill was saying, you know, it's like, I know Manhattan. I love Manhattan to be in Midtown was scary. It was legitimately scary because every, first off, you know, everyone's got the mask. Everyone's walking alone because no one's going anywhere. You know, like they're doing little errands maybe, but no one's going out anywhere really. So everyone's alone with the mask kind of head down. There's, you know, uh, you got barricades all over the place, cops all over the place. It's dirty. You know, things are boarded up. That is not New York City, the greatest no, city not. in the entire world, in the history of the world. I mean, the cultural capital of the world, man. Not now. Yeah. Not and now. L.A., man. And you I, know what they're saying? They're, they're saying they're opening up Broadway and everything else. But I honestly don't know if New Yorkers are going to be able to deal with it. There is such an identity mm-hmm. with the mask and isolation. It has become, it really has, I think, become a religion for so many people. I mean, it's why Cuomo has been saying, we got to follow the science, got to follow the science. And then what does he do? C- a CDC comes out and says, okay, get vaccinated, don't, don't wear a mask. And he says, whoa, 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 we're not ready for that yet. Yeah, I don't I mean, think I don't think it's, it's hyperbolic. Nuts. I don't think it's hyperbolic at this point to say there was virtually no science behind any of this, that the lockdowns did absolutely nothing. I mean, we know that we absolutely know that the lockdowns did nothing. They have inflicted a psychological condition on people to oh, yeah. now make us afraid of each other, to make us turn on each other. And I'm what so, I'm afraid is what have they seeded us with? What is next? What did they just do to us that they could make us do things that are unimaginable, you know, months or years from now? So I said this last hour, um, and there's probably a much better analogy, but the absence of a mask on somebody has become almost like a yellow star. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many people on the liberal side see the mask as a sign that you're part of the party. And when you when you're not wearing a mask, you're a problem. And they've been shaming us. They've been side eyeing us, uh, speaking out, calling us names. How do they remove that mask? Because it has become part of the identity of the party. Well, Glenn, that goes directly to the danger that they've been doing for years now, which was calling us all racists and bigots and Nazis. And I know that you personally, you, Glenn, you've gotten into hot water from the, the lefty media at times for making the Nazi analogy. And, and I completely agree with you on this. They are that when you make the Nazi analogy, I mean, the irony is these are the people who call all of us Nazis. But the Nazis didn't just show up one day. It didn't yeah, just show you. up one day. <laughs> it is you, a, yes, it is a process of othering people, saying the worst mm-hmm. things about people. And now it's not just that our political views are odious and should be silenced and kicked off big tech and everything else. It's that we are literally killing people by not wearing masks, by not bowing to these people. Mm-hmm. And and who is who's actually the ones 
that are instigating the hate. It's it's them. Well, I, you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. You want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. That's all on you. Live your right. life. And you can be pro-vaccination and be vaccinated and pro-mask and still have that a point of view. Sure. I mean, sure. But, but that's they don't because, think so. Well, because that's we, because we respect individual rights. We respect freedom right. and liberty. And what they respect is power and control. But I, I think you're making a good point. You know, this is one of those people get very upset when people make any sort of Nazi reference or, or Holocaust reference coming, say, from our side, even though they do it all the time. But yes, at some point it becomes you've othered people into they're not even people anymore. And what do you do with those not people? So I, you know, I was going to talk to you about this later if we had time. But since we're talking about this, I am so sick and tired of being called a Nazi. I'm so sick and tired of becoming of being called an anti-Semite by the left. When the tweets about the, the attack on Jerusalem, I mean, I, I read this yesterday. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, a Muslim actress, uh, she, she I'm, and I'm quoting, this is what she tweeted. I would have killed all the Jews of the world, but I kept some to show the world why I killed them. Adolf Hitler. Who's the Nazi here? Yeah, this is a who's blue the check. anti-Semite blue check yeah, person blue on check. Twitter. You're allowed to do yep. it. You know, Trump's not allowed to be on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, the amount of crazy hate that I'm seeing on Twitter is off the charts. Look, you know, Glenn, first off, the idea that you would be called this, you've been such an incredible friend to the Jewish people, to Israel, to, to truth and history and all of those things. But what's happening is, you know, we've been in a nonstop war on reality that has morphed into a full on war on truth. Nobody mm -hmm. understands history. Nobody understands geography. You know, if, if you listen to the way the mainstream media talks about it, they seem like they're talking about this massive, ever expanding country. Israel, I mean, you've been there many times. It's the size of New Jersey that at I some know. point without the West Bank is about six miles wide. You can drive across it yeah. in a couple hours north to south. Yeah. You could drive several yeah. times in a day. It's obscenely yeah. tiny. There is one tiny little nation state for the Jews. There are many states that are uh, Christian dominated, many states that are Muslim dominated. And this is just the never ending battle for, look, the Jews have a 5,000 year brutal history and somehow have stuck around. So I, I know the Israelis know. will stick around and I know they're smart enough to stick around and have the will to live, but watching the left just completely become everything I've been saying it is. And the vile just, stuff from Omar and Talib and these, these people, it's, it's incredible. That's why I love talking to you, Dave, because I, I, I could have a plan for a conversation, but it always goes off the rails because you're so fascinating. <laughs> let me uh, l let me let me ask you this as I was thinking about it. You're 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 an agnostic, right? Or no, I wouldn't atheist? say I'm agnostic anymore. Uh, no, I'm a believer. I, I'm a believer. I'll, I'll tell you something. Did you see? Wow. Did, did you happen to see a clip uh, that, that was viral about a week or two ago with uh, Jordan Peterson on Tucker Carlson's uh, Fox Nation show. Did you happen to see it? Yeah, that was great. No. So I there's didn't. there's an incredible clip. Maybe your guys could pull it up if, if we could we snag have, yeah. the audio if possible. But basically what Jordan says, and I think it's the best explanation of faith that I have heard that that makes sense to me. He said that when he was 25 years old, he started telling the truth because he started to believe that the truth no matter the cost would be better than any alternative. Meaning that if yes. you say the yes. truth for truth's sake, that that no matter, it doesn't mean good things are going to happen, but it will be the best option, no matter what Correct. the lie you put out there is. And then Correct. what he went on to say was, and this is, this is the key part. 
He said that doing that, believing in truth for truth's sake and not going along with the lie, that that is the ultimate expression of faith because that is taking a leap of faith for truth. And, And I've heard him say some version of that many times. Obviously, I was on tour with him for a year and a half, but I thought the succinct way, and hopefully I gave it some slight justice there, That makes sense to me. Truth for truth's sake, no matter what. And and that is faith. That is faith. I think you're exactly right. I think he was right. Let's play the clip real quick. You make your decisions in life. And I decided when I was very young, I'm in my mid-20s, that I was going to say what I believed and see what happened. I talked to you earlier in the talk about adventure, you know, about the adventure of truth and I don't think think I'm happy about what has happened, and I certainly have dragged my family through their fair share of, well, both hell and and also incomprehensible opportunity. It's expanded our lives in both directions to a tremendous degree, but it's certainly been an adventure. It's not been dull, and I don't believe that it. I don't believe that it was a mistake. Whatever happens as a consequence of telling the truth is the best thing that can happen. It doesn't really matter how it looks to you at the moment or maybe even across yes. the years because you have to it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an article of faith in some sense. Do you believe that reality is better constituted as a consequence of truth or falsity? If you believe that reality is best constituted as a consequence of truth, then you have a responsibility to speak the truth and you can't assess the consequences and say well that was a mistake because part of the decision that reality is best constituted as a consequence of the truth is the decision that no matter what happens is the best if it's a consequence of telling the truth. Yes. And so that's what I conclude. It's like. That's correct. Okay. So it, I, I think, you know, Dave, I don't know if you know this. Do you know that the, why the blaze is called the blaze? Do you know why I, I named it that? I, I'm sure I should know. I'm sure I <laughs> no, should know. And I probably don't. do it was, know, but please tell me. No, it was a private, it was a private, decision i've talked about it a few times but a private decision um i called it the blaze because i believe when you stand in the fire of the truth it's a god thing when you uh, stand in the truth it purifies you because you can't have any lies a part of your life you can't it it it, those will burn you up Mm -hmm. but when you stand firmly in the truth that fire won't destroy you. It destroys everything else that is lies. Um, and it is a, it's really is an article of faith. That's, I that's, believe yes. that the truth wins. That's eventually. It. That's the key part that the truth for truth's sake, that you have to take a leap of faith to believe that. Right. Because we don't have right. empirical evidence that just if you tell the truth, things will work out. And that's actually not no, what well, Jordan's saying. Uh, no, He's no, not, not every. Right. Right. You, you you have no guarantee and and bad things mm-hmm. will happen for sure, but they will be the best possible consequence because you went for truth. That to me is such a, it's such a human granular, decent explanation of faith that that I, I believe that I believe in that. And, and I also believe so, in things that are beyond me. All right. So th- this is, this was brought up because of a question I was going to ask you. Let me ask you and then take a minute break and then come back and get your answer. I was thinking this week um, on how many people just, uh, you know, they just dismiss Israel and everything else. And I think if you believe in God 
and you see the prophecy in the Old Testament of Israel and what will happen with Israel. How do you dismiss that? I mean, it's the only country ever in the history of the world to have this happen to them. It was foretold. How do you dismiss all of that? Um, And I'd like to get your answer on that. Uh, if you if you yeah, have one coming yeah, up in one minute, stand by. Then we got to get to the craziness in California. Um, Rectech been raining a lot here lately in my neck of the woods, which means the outside temperature has been all over the place. But nothing's stopping us from grilling out. I mean, it is beautiful, and it doesn't it doesn't matter if it's raining. Doesn't matter if it's really super hot or really super cold because Rectech. I don't have to stand there and check the food all the time. I used to burn everything, everything on the grill. I don't burn anything anymore. And I can make it, I can, I can bake, I can grill, I can smoke. It is really, really the best grill out there. So find a Rectech and AB Compare. Go look for the best and the best, you know, and look at all of those. And then go to Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com, and AB Compare them. There is no comparison. Dollar for dollar, pound for pound, this is the best one available. But do your own homework on it. I think you'll eventually agree when you actually A-B compare them. It's Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Ten seconds, station ID. So, Dave, talking about truth, I mean, there are things that, for instance, you know, you can you can be a climate denier, as they call it. um, But you you have to accept that there are certain things that are true Mm -hmm. that show, you know, the temperature is rising, blah, blah, blah. What that means is 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 different than the facts. So when when people on the left see the facts of of Israel and it being foretold and everything else. How do you dismiss that? Well, Glenn, first off, so many of the people on the left don't believe in facts. And that goes to what I was talking about before about a war on truth. Like, for example, I'll tell you a few facts right now and let's see if we can agree on facts. There was never a country known as Palestine. Is that true or false? True. That is true. There was no country ever known as Palestine. There was an area that was part of the Ottoman Empire for hundreds of years. That was then part of the British Empire. And when the British left, they said to the Jews that were there and to the Arabs, they said, we're going to split this thing. It's the 1947 partition plan. We're going to split this thing. Do you guys accept you know, you'll take your country, you'll take yours. By the way, they didn't say it to Palestinians because there were no people known as Palestinians. There were Arabs who lived in that area. Well, the Jews said yes. The Arabs said no, and then a war happened, and then thus Israel was born. Now, if you can't even have this conversation when people are saying, well, they're occupying Palestine, well, you say, okay, well, who was the prime minister of Palestine? Who was the president of Palestine? What, what hmm. did the nation look like? They can't even accept that. If, I mean, if you literally say just that, they will you know, call you all of the worst things, even if you think about what's happening right now. It's like if, if, if there was a genocide happening, Jews are generally pretty good at math. This is the worst genocide of all time. The Gaza population is exploding. It goes up every year, as does the Arab population in the West Bank. Also, don't forget, there's a border of Gaza with Egypt. 
because Gaza used to be part of Egypt until they attacked Israel and lost Gaza. Well, if Israel was slaughtering all of these people, you'd think that their Egyptian brothers might open up the border. But Glenn, as I'm sure you know, Egypt bombed the hell out of the border to keep them there because they don't want them. And they filled tunnels up with water and they blew up houses and all that. So uh, that's a little offshoot of from what your question is related to. Are you, are you trying no, to connect I, this to the faith thing? I'm trying to get it to that. Even if you were to tell basic truths to people, they'll right. just say no. They'll just, no, no, can't be. And they, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. So that's why so much of what we've been fighting is an erasure of history as well. They don't want to know basic history because they have to fit everything to their narrative rather than fit history into reality. It is. And then again, you have to deny history again you have to deny facts every time that happens you do see genocide every time someone tries to change or erase history uh and force people to do things genocide happens of course and let's even if you removed who was there first removed the bible removed everything let's just say there was a completely 50 50 who's wrong who's right and people are bombing each other well, the, the new meme of the left is, oh, Israel is disproportionate in their use of force. <laughs> that, the implication is that you should be proportionate in force. So if someone comes to your house to stab you, you should only stab them equally. It's psychotic. It's absolutely psychotic. Mm-hmm. By the way, the United States has never been disproportionate in force. Colin Powell had the Powell Doctrine, which was that if you attack a country, if whatever military action you do, you do it with overwhelming force so it doesn't happen again. And, Otherwise, and, yeah. you continue to fight. You want to slowly both... bleed? Go ahead. <laughs> right. <laughs> You'll be fighting forever. More with Dave Rubin in uh, in just a second. There's some crazy things happening in uh, California, Los Angeles. Homeless camps are everywhere. Fires are breaking out. San Francisco, the teachers union. Scam. Total scam. We'll talk about that next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So right now, if you have teenagers, uh, you know, it's prom season right now. Now, listen, I don't want to pitch my slippers this way, but something as a dad compels me to do it. I think you should get a pair if for no other reason than to show up at your kid's prom wearing them. Sure, they'll be 30 before they ever forgive you. But imagine the fun. Imagine the fun. Imagine the fun as he comes to pick up your daughter and you're sitting at the kitchen table in your my slippers and you're just loading a gun or cleaning a gun. Okay. And you're just like, what time is she going to be home as you're cleaning your gun? Okay. That's totally reasonable. And then, you know, you go and pick her up, uh, you know, or just go just say, hi, hey, you still at the prom and you're wearing my slippers. I think that is worth the price of my slippers, which, by the way, are 40% off. 40% off great slippers. You can wear them everywhere. One-year warranty, money-back guarantee. It's MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. Hey, Glenn Beck, Dave Rubin, and more on Blaze TV. Go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Um, let's talk a little politics here and what's been going on with the Republican Party. I just had Nikki Haley on. I know you talked to her last week, Dave. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, but uh, Nikki was on and she had strong words yesterday uh, on the podcast about uh, the Republican Party. She's like, get your act together. Stop pussyfooting around. Uh, you know, and this goes to the Lynn Cheney thing, which mm-hmm. I think is bullcrap. I just think it's total bullcrap. She is um, somebody who voted, you know, with Trump the whole time, but hated him. I don't care if you like Trump or hate Trump. Were the policies right? And everybody is getting hung up on personalities and and the Republicans are going to lose yet again because I don't think they mean what they say. Look at America can agree that being energy independent was really good. Lower prices, really good. Uh, The Middle East, not on fire, really good. Russia not hijacking us and hacking into our systems. Really good. China being on the ropes instead of in charge. Really good. What part of those policies are we really going to disagree with as a vast majority? Why can't the Republicans pull the, their head out of their ass? They have got to figure out. And I say this as the new guy on the right, let's say, or the new conservative they have got to figure out, are we are we serious? Are we serious about fixing this country and using power when we don't want to use power, but to, to fix the deeply wrong things with this country? Or are we not? Or do we just want to be liked by the Democrats and liked right. by MSNBC? And what I can sense when I'm hearing the voices, you know, from my younger audience is that they have just had it with the Republicans, even if their their beliefs fit more with the Republicans in terms of liberty and freedom and all of those things. They have had it with these people who basically become these pets, you know, sort of a, a Mitt Romney type where it's like, you know, you never yes. really defended anything. But now the media kind of likes you because you are anti-Trump mm-hmm. and you get pet pet on the head. I mean, they're pet Republicans, I would say. Mm-hmm. I think the Republicans, the conservatives, this this there's such a richness in this new movement but they got to figure out, well, who's in charge? Is this Trump's show still? Or, you know, what I think I've been saying this for a couple of weeks. It seems to me that DeSantis probably should be at the top of the ticket and be sort of the figurehead of this thing. But Trump should be the showman and the bodyguard on the outside. Trump, do your yeah. rallies, take the bullets, fight the media so that DeSantis can do what we all want which is be a statesman, be a mature, responsible leader. All the things that he's doing in Florida, by the way, but he's going to need the bodyguard. And if Trump, this is the biggest if for Trump in his whole life, this could be bigger than deciding to run the first time. Trump, can you put down the ego enough to say, I don't need to be the president, but I will do the thing that nobody wants to do one more time without being the head of the operation. And I I, I think that would work. I think it would work. Yeah, I do too. But I'm not sure that he can do that. I don't know. Imagine, put yourself in that situation. You went out discredited. You went out and then everything you've done, they've reversed and the whole world went on fire. And you're a businessman. You fixed the economy the first time. That would be really... It'd be really hard to to not run and say, oh, really? Oh, it's not working now that I'm gone. Hmm. Interesting. And go in and just bulldoze. 
It'd be really hard. It, it would be incredibly hard. Look, Trump is good at a bunch of stuff. I think putting his ego aside is probably not his best trait. Right? So, <laughs> not in his wheelhouse. Right. So yeah. it's like he would have to truly make a decision to say, hey, the thing that I did that worked that now has been reversed. Maybe I can't do it exactly the same way. But do I have a role in this? Because the, the simple truth is we need those rallies again. We need to light the fire of patriotism again and pride in America because this Biden thing has been, well, I would say so much worse than we all thought, but I thought it was going to be pretty terrible. I mean, I'm even surprised at the acceleration of the craziness, but it's going to continue to get worse. And will Trump just say, you know what? One more time, one more time, even if the, the machine tried to destroy me, but I'm still here. And will I do something one more time? I don't know. But I don't see how they can do it without him for now. That's just a that's just a cold reality about politics. When you talk about the um, the youth, I, I see a strength in them. You know, mm-hmm. the the 20 somethings get a bad name by most people. And I, I don't think so. I think there's a huge split between the people who are now in their 30s um, who are really the ones kind of running this bullcrap and and the the people that are coming up behind them i think they're different oh i think they're different and and to go to where we started you know 20 minutes or so ago i think they want truth they have been brought up in a world for it yeah they have been brought up in a world that the political elite has lied to them the media elite has lied to them but but the beauty is you know when i was growing up at, at my ripe old age of 44 when cnn and mainstream media was lying to me it was very hard to figure out the lies because we didn't have the internet to immediately expose the lies to see the clip that they clipped and see that they clipped it right before someone said something else right, or that they right. they took out the word or or and right. or but now they've grown up seeing all of it so they've seen the wizard of us the, uh, the wizard of us they've seen the curtain pulled back they see the nonsense and they're they're desperately desperately looking for an adult they still want an adult they don't they don't want to take the reins of the world yet they i think they understand for the most part the mature ones hey we're we're 18 20 22 we can't run the world yet but but where is someone where is someone mature and honest and decent ahead of me and <laughs> do you see that person on the horizon who do you see on the horizon from a political perspective i think desantis is as close to it as we've got you know desantis i think he's 42 42 43 something like that so generationally i think that you know that's my gen generation that's gen x and we have not stepped into the power yet you know we're we're in the prime of our lives in that we're not in our 20s 30s anymore we're in the 40s where you're still young enough to go get the world but you have some weird world knowledge and world weariness DeSantis, I think, is ready to fight. You know, he's doing the right stuff on critical race theory. He's fighting the big tech stuff. I think, you know, his his history, you know, he's a military guy. He's he's mature. Yeah. He's decent. Um, I think he's probably and he's unafraid. And he, he is. Yeah. He does have the one thing that Trump was alone in, and that is no fear of the media. None. So if if that's. If that's the guy at that level, but you can't just be him, you know, in many ways, it was Trump versus the world and Trump's perhaps one of Trump's flaws was that maybe he just wasn't able to seed the rest of the party with the right people. You know, he just couldn't. Right. Right. And and the guy, look, you know, I liked him and I still like him, actually. But, you know, he wasn't Jesus. He was not perfect. And maybe he just couldn't do everything that we all wanted. That's, you know, he's just a human being. But I think this new generation might be able to to put that thing better together. And I would include Nikki Haley in that. 
Um, but again, not all the answers are political. I mean, I think a lot of the answers go back to that Jordan Peterson clip that we talked about. We're going to need to do this culturally and politically, not just not just because, you know, we got the right guys in power in politics. So let me uh, let me play some audio from you uh, for you from this week uh, from a member of Antifa who actually said this out loud. Listen to I can't wait until white people. Can you play that? Whoa, what was that? You want to say it again? In case you had a hard time making that out, I can't wait until black people lynch white people. We are in a society now where there are enough people still fringe, but enough people that uh, and are being uh, ignored thus giving them more credibility and more power that actually would set up camps for those who don't agree with them would liquidate as we know the uh, uh, from the FBI reports in the 1980s would liquidate 25 million people if that's what it took to get control of America. Do your, do your old liberal friends do it? They still don't get it. They still don't get it. it. It's incredible to me. It's truly incredible to me. You know, when people tell you who they are, believe them. When they tell you that America is a white supremacist state and must be burned down, which is in essence what the progressive leadership, it's what Maxine Waters, AOC, Tlaib, Omar, it's what they're all saying. You know, I will always look back on on the primary moment where Mayor Pete, where Mayor Pete turned to Bernie right before Super Tuesday when they cut the deal to get everybody Mm -hmm. out so that they could prop Biden in. Mayor Pete, it was the last debate, Mayor Pete turned to Bernie and said, you want to burn it all down and I don't. And Mayor Pete was right. That is what they are here to do. What is Bernie here to do? They're telling us that. And then when when you add that with this horrific strain of identity politics masked in anti-racism, well, what we, if you believe that the country was founded on slavery, is fundamentally evil, is systemically racist and all the things, yeah, there's going to be hell to pay for the people that played so, a role in that. And, and that includes hanging white people. I want to take I want to take a break, but I want to get your answer on the other side of this question. Um, Bill O'Reilly and I were talking talking just last hour and I said, Bill, is it going to be enough to wake people up? You know, the economy, the critical race theory, the stuff that people are dealing with now. Um, is it going to be enough to wake people up? And he said, I think it will, but not for places like California. Hmm. It's too far gone. Nothing will wake that state up. I want to get your opinion on that when we return. First, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's uh, American Financing. Radio listener of ours, uh, Michael, he wrote in about his experience with American Financing. He said, I have been working with the uh, team at American Financing since we made the decision to refi. The team has just been great, such a help since day one, answering all my questions. And there have been plenty of questions and returning every single call. My emails are answered quickly, which led me to wonder... Do these guys work 24-7? I've been contacted regularly, which allows me to rest easy, knowing that the progress is being made. You know, isn't that the worst thing? 
when people tell you they're going to do something by a certain date and then they don't hit it or they just don't call you back, I mean, it just makes things so much worse. It's like Dave was talking about truth. Just tell me the truth, man. I can handle it. It's going to be another week. Just tell me that. That's what that's what Michael went through with American financing in the good way. They did call him. They did tell him the truth. Um, uh, he said the closing is coming and we don't have to even take time off because it's coming to us. Maybe the people who have been working on this should take some time off because they work their butts off. American financing. They'll work their butts off for you as well. Thanks, Michael, for writing in. 800-906-2440. It's 800-906-2440. Call them now. Americanfinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Friday. Dave Rubin is uh, joining us from the Dave Rubin Report. Uh, Rubin Report can be found online, uh, also at uh, blazetv.com. Dave, I was asking you, Bill and I were talking last hour, Bill O'Reilly and I were talking last hour about he thinks the America will wake up, but not places like New York and California too far gone. Do you agree with that? Well, Glenn, as a guy that's only lived in New York and California, uh, it's a depressing reality, but it probably is the reality. Uh, Even with things even with things like in San Francisco, the teachers union to be able to grab the cash, send the seniors back to high school for one day so they're eligible for the cash. It's all psychotic. I mean, I know that story, the level of crime that is now in San Francisco, where you're seeing these videos where they won't arrest people anymore. So people literally walk into drugstores, put their arm at the beginning of the aisle, steal everything. And then the the security guard who's like, hey, I'm making 12 bucks an hour. (laughs) Can I open the door for you? Uh, The the drug use. I mean, you've seen all the videos that I post about L.A. homelessness. It's crazy. And the L.A. homelessness is so bad. Yesterday they came out. 24 fires a day in homeless camps. Uh, 40 people have died from smoke inhalation, homeless people or burning to death. Uh, And half of all of the fires in California that they have to fight are now coming from the homeless camps. Right. I mean, then, no, I know actually last year when we had that, that month of really horrific fires, uh, one of them was started. That was about a mile away from my house. Right. Was started at a homeless encampment that we knew about. I mean, it was, I had to drive there all the time when I was going to Costco and Oh, there's the homeless encampment. And then lo and behold, that was the place where the, where the fire started. But there, there are so many problems in California. And it seems to me that Gavin Newsom only, makes things worse every single policy that this buffoon puts forth makes things worse who do you think has the best chance at this point to replace him how's caitlin jenner doing Um, i mean look here's the reality of it i don't think there's unfortunately we don't have a great crop here right we don't have a great bench of people that are like all right we're we're recalling this fool like here's the 10 guys that can maybe do it it seems like it's Caitlin or bust. I mean, I know there's a couple other people. There's John Cox, who's a Republican, who's tried to run a couple times. And there's a few others. I wish the, Richard Grinnell would run. I, I, I've begged if Rick, if I know, you're listening, because I, I text him every day, Rick, save me. And Rick, Rick, not only not only is Rick a great man, but he's a true Californian. He's a fighter. I mean, a I don't fighter. know why he wouldn't run other than he's already been through, 
you know, the sausage machine. But once you've been through it, what the hell do you have to lose? Well, I think it's I think uh, it's. I think he would be amazing. Glenn, I think it's the sausage machine. And I think it's that good people just are oh, like, what? you know what? Yep. Why? Why? I am. Right. A, I am a good, happy, decent, productive person. Because Why? evil happens yep. when good people do nothing. And he is a good guy. I really like him. Yeah, I, I'd vote for him in a second. Let's both call him today. Let's both <laughs> call do him it on today. air. Let's do it <laughs> <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dave Rubin, thank you so much. We'll good talk again. You, Have a safe weekend. God bless. <laughs>